right, my talkers. It is Thursday. It is sunny out. It's above 40. All good things. And I got one more good thing for you. Lori and Julie are going to be hanging out with you for the next three hours. What's in store for us, guys? Oh, we have a busy day. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to say that uh, French fries and dots were the key to my incredible first game last night. One. 78, Julia had a mark. I had a mark in every single frame except the 10th. So I just missed the 200. Oh my gosh. Julia, a mark I was, means a spare or a strike. strike that's right. That's unbelievable. Very nice. I was just in the pocket. My team was excited. The World Series were, were, was on. We had no idea it would be such a Blowout. dull game, but <laughs> we were fueled by dots, big ginger whiskeys, and. French fries and That's seasoned sour cream, and what, it just got us going. I mean, when's the last time you've bowled that high? Sometime last year. Because you, oh, really? Yeah. It was just last year. I get, I get, I bowl. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I should be theoretically memory. good for at least a couple more games. But the game mm-hmm. right after that, I bowled a 120, so I was right back to thinking. But that's a that's an awesome game. It, it is. Now I am going to blow you guys away with sports, a sports fact. Oh, really? Amazing Look trivia. At, and she's wearing her tennis shoes and her jock outfit. That's right. <laughs> love, love, my sweatshirt says. sports talk. With the Texas Rangers winning their first World Series mm-hmm. title, I didn't know they'd never won before. My buddy Joe, who works for the Twins, said, oh, they got four twins on their team, and yeah, they got—they've uh, never won. It's kind of exciting, but we were lamenting what a boring ass game it was. Yeah, just yeah. yep, dull. Um, and I kept saying, "Well, when we get to the eighth inning, the cameras will zoom in on the Arizona fans." And if you've ever noticed at a tense sporting thing, people grab their faces. Yeah. Okay. They hold their hands up. They put their hands on top of their heads. Mm-hmm. They go like this. And Frustration, nervous. It's just a you see cave. I think it's a prehistoric, uh, goes all the way back to caveman, cave women. It's a self-comforting when the inevitability of something is upon you. You take cover. And you still have hope. But with the Texas Rangers winning their first ever World Series, now it is the Minnesota Vikings the only sports franchise out of the big four that has never won a championship. Really? That is correct. It is. <laughs> ever. Ever. Oh, They're see. the sole team. Every basketball franchise has won. Every hockey. Yeah. Every baseball. Oh, but, but this is including teams prior because Minnesota Timberwolves haven't right. won one, but the they Minneapolis haven't. Lakers have that won one. That is correct. Because oh, I was go. like, how did that? There because that is correct. Lori, I wrote down that same fact I saw somewhere and I couldn't remember where I found it. <laughs> and then I couldn't remember it because I'm like, it doesn't hold true, but the Lakers did win something. Yeah. The scorer, the scorer North guys said, you want to impress People with accidental sports talk or your husband. I said, yes, I would like to impress somebody. That's, I'm taking that said, one to the cabin with me. <laughs> yeah, the Minnesota Vikings are the only sports franchise not to have won a championship. Well, we have that new quarterback starting Sunday, so we'll see how we do. <laughs> and his name is not Tom Brady. No. No, no I know. No. Okay, so while you're bowling, mm-hmm. um, Jeff and I watched... 
We just wanted a funny movie, and this has been out for a while, and it was in movie theaters first. No Hard Feelings, Jennifer Lawrence's movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. either of you watched this? Lily no, did, I've yeah. only read about, you know, that she does full frontal noodle, and several critics have said, why did she pick this raunchy movie to do? <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. Disagree 100%. Good we movie. couldn't stop laughing. Very good movie. It, it stars Jennifer Lawrence, the young kid in it, is Andrew Barth Feldman, Matthew Broderick's in it, Natalie Morales. It was so fun. It is raunchy, yes, but it's heartfelt. And it, Jennifer Lawrence executive produced this. I think she might have even been part of the screenplay. It is a delightful movie Mm -hmm. about a woman, a younger woman in her 30s who's kind of lost, who needs to make money to save her house in Montauk um, because all the Richie Riches are coming in. And she responds to an ad from a wealthy family that their son is going off to college and he needs to be prepped, which could mean having sex, learning how to drink, learning how to be social. Yeah, it is the very height of helicopter parenting. 100% (laughs) that you pay and she would get a car as a result of it. It is so funny. My sister watched it, too. It is. I just think if people want just I cheered for in her full frontal noodle thing. Was just so not a big deal. Yeah. She's got a great body. I will say that. She does. She's got a great body. But this movie was just so, it had a heart. But it's raunchy and so funny. And if people Mm -hmm. just want something different. There there were so many critics that were mad at her about this movie. I saw, I read a think piece in like Jezebel about why are they promoting this, uh, you know, an 18 year old. And, you know, like I was like, okay, it's just a movie, everybody. Yeah. And that's, that's what I thought at the time. And it. she hasn't been in anything in so long. And she's gotten married since, you know, she had all those movies in a role in Mother with Darren Ardorovkoski or whatever. And she did all those. The Broom One. After she, she won, had a couple of bad movies, but isn't who doesn't? that everybody's career? But yeah. then she hasn't acted, and there's something that does look a little different in her face. I will say we just couldn't pinpoint it, mm-hmm. but it is such a delightful movie. It doesn't need to be overly criticized, and that they would write a think piece on this. It's yeah. just because she was missing in action for a while and chose this as her first venue. Probably, it's so fun. It's a good people, laugh. It's on Netflix. It's free, and it was just unexpected raunchy and funny and heartfelt. So I just give that a big thumbs up for people looking for something. And I couldn't believe because like you said, they pan things and we kind of listen to that. And it's just, you always have to, I feel you got to watch it for yourself unless it's really epically like it gets a bad. Yeah. Yeah. If it's (laughs) really, really bad with a green tomato or a green blob might be just a little low, but the cast is funny. It just made me, it made us laugh. Mm hmm. So that's kind of something. That must have fun. been the movie that people watched this weekend because Jennifer Lawrence was trending was on she? Sunday or Monday morning, and it, it had to do with with the movie and the nudity and the nudity. probably compliments about you know people enjoyed the movie. I didn't watch. I was just like, why is she trending? She's that's good why. in this. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings is the movie. Big thumbs up. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Alrighty, well, that's about all the time we have for Chit Chat at the Top. We'll be right back with stories we can't get enough of. 
Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have a question from one of our listeners. She was told she needs to split everything 50-50. Is this true? It's not that black and white. Our law says that there will be a fair and equitable distribution of the marital estate. Your marital estate talks about what you own and what you owe. Most cases, equitable usually means equal, but there can be facts in certain circumstances under which one party's awarded more assets or one party's awarded more debts. It's really a case-by-case basis, and that's why you really need to come in and talk to an attorney about what your particular case entails. So what does that mean for her house and her 401k? Again, it's really a case-by-case basis. And remember, dividing things equally, even if you're doing that, doesn't mean you're necessarily splitting every single asset. So there's lots of different ways to do it, depending on what people want, what their goals are, and how you can reach resolution. That's really good information. I bet a lot of other listeners want to know this. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Hey everybody, how are you doing? It's our story we can't get enough of, and it is, it's all started with Yellowstone. It did. The very exciting anticlimactic news. That's right. <laughs> what are you doing November 2025? 2024. Yeah. There's another one that's coming out in 25. So that's when the last part of season five Yellowstone is going to air next a year away. That's from right. Note, it hasn't been written. It hasn't been filmed. So they feel they must be feeling good about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that's only like five episodes that they have. Right. Five or six episodes. So, that they have left. Oh, well. How can you wrap up such a good story in five episodes? Well, well, well they've also announced two spinoffs. Yeah. They do. Ah, they, there we go. 1944, which is going to be 20 years after um, 18, Nine, 1923, 23. starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. Love that one. Yeah. And hopefully it'll be... The same cast, at least for the you know the kids, and then nineteen or twenty twenty four, which will be Yellowstone picking up at the very end of how Yellowstone season five has, but they're not going to call it Yellowstone; they're going to call it twenty twenty four because I think Kevin Costner has some rights has some rights to yep. the name Yellowstone. I Absolutely. Agree. So and we're going to get Beth right. We're going to get them all back. It, well, this is the one that's rumored Matthew McConaughey is going to be a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the cast would be back. there theoretically if they chose to return. Burn. But I'm assuming that Kevin Costner won't no. be in it because I can't. There's no way. They're going to kill him off. They're yeah. going to kill him they off. They have to. Yeah. I was I was disappointed, but I mean, what do you do? It's I'm happening. I'm watching Yellowstone. And that's this show came on all the way back in 2018. And we watched it. In real time, mm-hmm. in the summer, I almost think it was a Sunday night show, but I can't remember. I can't remember. But we watched it, and I'm re-watching it, because CBS is re-airing it. And it is so good, and this first season with Danny Houston is sort of the bad guy who, you know, Beth and John Dutton are going to try and destroy. I mean, there's just a lot of context of the show that I've forgotten, because there would always be a year between the seasons, and then... Even by the third season of Yellowstone, I feel like we waited a year and a half. It came back in the fall. It's very hard. It wasn't a summer show. It's been inconsistent, and that's probably because Taylor Sheridan is writing so much stuff. And the pandemic put a hold on that one season, the one in between there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, But it switched from being this great summer show to a fall show, and it went back to summer. But CBS is doing very well with Yellowstone they're averaging about six million viewers per episode, and then That's more on 
the next day and all of Streaming, that. But yeah. six million, and um, the debut when it debuted in September, it exceeded the original broadcast on Paramount by four million. Right. So fifty two percent increase. Um, New audience who doesn't want to look right. past the three networks, that's including right. our mothers, our yeah. aunties, ourselves, yeah. Yeah. and ourselves, ourselves mm-hmm. yes. who find it so much easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to come back, but that's a long it's, time. Yeah, it's, that's a long time. Forget it. It's Spe- going to be so long. Speaking about waiting, HBO <laughs> now has come out with their list of things. You know, we have a new update from SAG-AFTRA. If you guys want to know about it today. Yeah. What they're saying basically is that, um, dear members, the negotiating committee met today to discuss and finalize our response to the AMPTPAI counter proposal, which we received yesterday. The negotiations then met with that group for more than three hours this afternoon and evening to present and review our revised proposal. We continue to wait their response, the studio response, to our comprehensive counter proposal package. So we'll let you know what's happening. Thank you for supporting the picket lines. The director of Spotlight, that guy, I can't think of his name off the top. He could do a movie on this when this is all oh. over. Like just the the prob- inside story of stuff we don't know about that could happen. Cause Tom McCarthy. Been, what's his name? Tom, Tom McCarthy. Yeah, there hasn't been a, a strike in Hollywood by the actors since like the 60s. So Hollywood loves to make movies about Hollywood. And this is... A perfect theme. Perfect theme. Yeah. A perfect theme. Could happen. Hopefully it has an ending soon. But H- HBO, here's their list. So we, you know, we love hacks. Um, here's the the shows that they think will come out in the first part of 2024, which would be April, May, June. Who knows? Isn't it January, February, March? No. That no. didn't, no, it didn't say that. It said um, hacks. Tokyo Voice and Curb Your Enthusiasm, maybe like March, April time frame to come out in 2024. House of Dragons season two next summer. Um, <sighs> and then you have to wait till 2025 for The White Lotus, The Last of Us, and Euphoria. Oh, and the Euphoria might as well not I, even come back. I, I agree. agree. The lead, one of our favorite guys is dead. Yes. Um, we, the, Angus. Angus, and it's too long. Just why bother? It, it, it actually how it ended would would be fine. Yeah, I agree the way with it you. Ended. I don't know. I can't imagine that Zendaya. She must have a contract. She must be stuck. Yeah, that and Jacob be- Alordi, he's busy starring in all kinds of yes, movies. Yes, he is. And his profile is <laughs> only going to go up from Priscilla. Think about this, you guys. The f- second season of Euphoria when- premiered on January 9th of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Wow. So we're looking at. Three years. Yeah, the That's audience. How you get a third season? Everyone will have moved on, no. and not only that. How do they explain the high school, the end of high school, and now they're all in their late twenties, if not early thirties? I mean, I know they did on that. I know that everyone you know looks younger, but to me, it's going to be such a. Oh. I just it feel would like be one that you just say, let's stop. Yeah. Yeah. Why bother? Anymore? No one's missing any of the characters. And the one character that everyone really had the heart, heart. for is no longer Harbor. with us. So, yeah, I agree. Everyone else is so messed up. And Jacob Alordi, he and what's her name? Your girlfriend, Sydney Sweeney, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> yes. Zendaya. The cast of that show is so popular. They're going to be doing, other doing movies and TV, other things. I don't know. It, to me, it just seems like. 
Just I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. Someone show. And don't then care. they did update because, um, and just like that, got renewed for season three. Um, they said they just started writing it because obviously the writer strike is over, so they're working on that. But really, I agree with you, Lordy. Lordy, mm-hmm. that's that's a lo- lo- Jacob Lordy. Lordy, it's it's done. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the first time we kind of experienced this was with Mad Men. Where they split up a season. Oh, we hated that. They and did it with Breaking it. Bad. Yes, they did it they, with a these, lot of shows. That's yeah. That when did that start? I, I feel was like was that ma- after the last writers or the last? No, no I feel like it was Mad Men for they some did reason. It, like they did it for also like uh, what was Breaking Bad on FX? AMC. AMC. And so I don't know if they were doing it to try and get people to subscribe. I don't know if AMC Plus was around then. I can't remember why. They but, did it that way because that's where Mad One was. No, was Mad Men on FX or I can't even remember AMC. AMC. So AMC. that was their strategy, I guess. I feel like they started it. This split. They want to keep you wanting more, but mm. wanting more till twenty twenty five. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, but tonight, okay. So best selling book, Pulitzer Prize winning book, I believe. Um, All the light we cannot see. All the light you cannot see. Okay, yeah. I think I said that, but whatever. Yeah. All, the light. We, all the light you cannot see. Okay, all the light we, we cannot, cannot see. see. It's such an amazing book. Lori came out May 6, 2014. That book, I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I know, because I read it on a cruise in France in August of that same year. Yeah. Because I wanted to read a book that was sort of like set, set in France. There. Set where you were. Yeah, I said where we were, but oh my gosh, I'm going to have to, I don't know, you know, sometimes when a book is that good, you go, will the movie be able to, I, I, the, the critics have not been kind to this one. No, they haven't. So it starts tonight and it's just a four part series mm-hmm. on Netflix. And the book is about a blind um, young girl, Marie Laurie, who is broadcasting coded messages in a Nazi-occupied seaside town that's being bombarded during... No, it starts in Paris. She's in Paris. Oh, she's in Paris. She's in Paris. She's the clockmaker's daughter. daughter and he and makes... she is blind, and he sets the clock. And I don't know if it's a train station, like it's the Dior Sater. I don't know. I can't remember, yep. but he sets it. And they stay, and the Nazis come in, and it's now getting dangerous because they are... They're running France, and then they go up to the seaside. To the seaside, St. Malo. Saint, yeah, and then it's a parallel story of a young boy, like maybe 12, and by this point in the war, Hitler is conscripting 11, 12, Anyone. 13, 14-year-old yeah. boys, 80-year-old men, because, you know, they're going through soldiers in their quest to dominate, and so the story's told back and forth. So I've always wondered, how will they do this? Apparently sloppily, quickly, oh. and it's only four parts. But mm-hmm. it's a little flat, but you never know. If you never read the book, it could just be wonderful. Ah, oh, darn it. Mark Ruffalo is in it. That's the big name. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, boy, it's only at 32% on I know. Tomato. But the it's audience four, loves though. it. See? 92%. There you go. So there you go. Maybe you're never going to read this book. It was a big, long book. It was a big, long book. <laughs> and based on what we just talked about, I don't think I finished it. <laughs> yeah, but the book is wonderful. So maybe the audience that hasn't read the book is loving it, and they don't care that it's not following, and probably yeah. a lot of the critics read the book. Right. I don't know. Call me crazy. Right. Call her crazy. 
All right, so here's one of the lovely things. Well, there's so many lovely things about Hammer and Exploring Superstore. Um, all the locations, they've made it so much easier and more convenient for you. On the west side of town, there's New Hope. On the very south side of town in Rochester, they've got a new location. East side of town in western Wisconsin, there's the new Hammer and Exxon 94. And as well as in St. Paul, with Century located on um, Rice Street. But the, one of the things you will notice, and if I'm, I think in Minnesota, I do partial, I like partial carpet, partial hardwood floor or luxury vinyl plank floor or tile floor. Yes. But I do like carpeting on my feet in the bedrooms. And at Hammernix, they have such a large selection of carpeting, which has come a long way, baby. Think big. Think Virginia Slims because the carpeting now has all this new technology built into it that you could have light carpeting and not worried about staining it. It will look good. You're going to love Hammernix. Tell them the girl sent you. I'm Gary. I'm 72, and I'm your first ever Golden Bachelor. What I hope is that I can look at one of those women and know that I found the right person. I can hardly wait for tonight's hometown Jane episode. I want... All right, so just to keep people in the oh. loop, you thought tonight, you know, we've been doing the Golden Bachelor on Friday's a, a recap, you and I and Brittany, and um, this is the hometown visits tonight, and we only have one hour of a show. Not enough time. It hasn't been enough all season. This one hour is just taking it out of us. It has, and if anyone wants to weigh in on their their thoughts about what's going to happen tonight, give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. But Lori, you thought after tonight, Gary, the Golden Bachelor, mm-hmm. is going to keep Leslie mm-hmm. and Teresa. Mm-hmm. Brittany thought he was going to keep Leslie and Faith, and I thought he was going to keep Leslie and Faith. So that's kind of the running score. But but he's so sweet. Well, here he talked to Extra. Okay, which what did he I watch. You know, I I watched that damn show. Extra, 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 extra. Every morning when I'm putting away laundry and making my bed, I like have it on because it's a great show. You don't yeah. need to be watching it. You can just hear, hear the gossip, sure. the story. Okay. Gary, Gary spoke with Extra, and he said. He reminded Extra that he'd been out of the dating game for 50 years. Yes. That's he, a, he married his high school sweetheart, yes. so how long could he have been in the dating world? Not that long. Yeah, a week. And um, so to jump into the deep end with 25, as he called them, stunning and accomplished women, because Gary is always uh, complimenting people's um, characteristics, not... Beauty not being the main, the main one that he compliments people on. This is what happens with age. Well, I think <laughs> it's also what happens with age when you realize that, you know, attraction is, of course, you have to have it. But being able, you know, having values and characters, you know, the way you are as a person is more meaningful than how you look. And if you don't know that by the time you're 72, you've had a... You've had an interesting a, life. Yeah, you've probably had a long, <laughs> real, real long tedious journey along the way but he told uh extra that it's been incredibly difficult and i was very overwhelmed i didn't feel i had the input i needed to make the decisions oh and that there are moments in the hometown days that are ridiculously fun and then he was pressed about did you find the one right and he says 
that he thinks he may have found the one, but it's still probationary. Which is a healthy way of looking at it, I guess, considering he seemed to be developing strong feelings for all three of the ladies that have the hometowns. So he said it's still probationary. Oh, my word. I know. Oh, my word. And 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 also, um, so, you know, of course, he can't say anything, but I thought that was kind of telling. And then he explained... Uh, remember how shocked we were that he had a wild lion tattoo on yes, his arm and yes. the hot tub date with yes. Leslie? He got that in his 50s in the middle of a midlife crisis. Understood. That, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> and that's why he had it. So yep. I'm glad Extra found that out. That's All right. enough. All right, Grant, who, who's calling in to talk to us? Susan is on the line, and she has her take on what she thinks will happen tonight. Okay, Susan, what do you think is going to happen on the hometown visits? I think Faith will go home. Oh, you do? Who? Faith? The one who... Yep, Faith. Tell us why. Ultimately, um, although I think he likes the energy of Leslie, if his daughters are watching this too, when she was sitting there kind of whining about, oh, he's on another date with someone else, how could you not sit there and think, ah, what's she going to do if we want Dad to come with us to dinner? You know what I mean? The adult kids? I think that would be a problem. Also, when you look at Teresa, Teresa's a financial manager, and she has six grandsons. He doesn't have a son. He doesn't have a grandson. Six grandsons? He'd have a field day. Well, and you know what? Also, Also, somebody did the math. This was a couple bachelors ago about how often the first rose person ends up being the person that the bachelor or bachelorette chooses because faith was the very first impression rose. Yeah, but yeah, but first faith date, the first, first date, oh, the first not date, the first sorry. Rose, but the first date. Okay, and that was Teresa. That was Teresa. I think Teresa made an impression on him because she came in her birthday suit, which was sexy but not sexy. You know what I mean? When yeah. Flashed her jacket open, right. and he brought her a cupcake. Remember, right? And the cupcake had frosting that he got all over his mouth. Right. And wanted her to kiss it off. Oh. <laughs> they they had sparks from the beginning. Susan, you are a scoop so. reporter here. And and I have to say that <laughs> Teresa, you know, they did use her, you know, because uh, Kathy was so funny, the one who looked like Caitlyn Jenner about quit <laughs> uh-huh. telling us all about your great date. Uh-huh. That was like some so. good drama. But I noticed Teresa, I don't know if Susan started doing her hair, but like she's, she looked prettier or something or something different about her hair because at first i was genuinely thought she needs a hamburger this lady no (laughs) she seemed seemed very skinny yeah she seemed very skinny i'm not gonna say that not the most attractive of the three but i think they hit it off from the beginning there was just something about her because even though his daughters had said don't kiss anybody don't kiss anybody everybody. there she was licking frosting off of it yeah which is pretty intimate, you know. And, yeah, I think may- maybe they chose that fight with Kathy because it's going to be Teresa. That, maybe that's know, the buildup. That's I interesting. I'll be disappointed. I will be disappointed if it's Leslie because I think she's a whiner. Oh, our Minnesota girl? <laughs> yeah, I think she's a whiner. Oh, he's out with someone else. He's got adult kids. He's got adult daughters. He's got adult granddaughters. He's going to be spending th- you know, time with other women. And I think that would bother her. 
Not to mention he lives in Indiana and she's firmly planted here and he's not going to want to move here and she's not going to want to move there. Yeah, but but maybe Teresa is from to Florida. So easy to do Indiana in the summer and Florida in the other season. Oh, like a friend of mine that winters in Florida and summers at uh, Malin Island. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, listen, I'll let you guys go because I'm sure others have opinions. I've been listening to you guys since you followed the Satellite Sisters. Oh, thank you. That is a long time. I have a quick question for you, Susan. a long time. Yeah. Love your show always. You guys take care. Okay. Thanks, Susan. Oh, she's cute. Uh Uh-huh. So we're talking about the Golden Bachelor and expectations of what's going to happen tonight. Susan had a lot of them. She had a lot of them. And I do think that was an interesting thing that she said. You know, he's got his own daughters who want his time and attention. And in watching the show, because of how it's edited, does it matter if you're watching this woman whine that she's not getting time with your dad? Well, we've seen other people whine, but it seemed out of character for Leslie to be so upset. So I wondered if a producer told her to turn up the heat or something because hometown, like I, because it didn't, it didn't seem in character with her. She's kind of been like, I'm going to wait and see, you know, there's a lot of other women here had a, more of a standoffish thing. And then all of a sudden, She's, well, they had the ATV in the hot tub ride. And there's nothing like bouncing around <laughs> on a rugged trail to make one feel fondly about the person you're wrapped tightly around. <laughs> and then they took a hot tub in the desert. Um, He's been the, in a lot um, of hot tubs. Well, that's a standard Bachelor. But you would think, I don't know. I, Grant it's is standard operating procedure that a, a, a hot tub appears. They've been in the desert. They've been, I mean, that's just SOP. Stan- okay, and for those of us who are out there thinking, what is SOP? It means standard, standard operating, operating procedure. procedure. You know, I used to talk in a lot more military yeah, I acronyms. Guess. It's 1,315. Oh, my God. It would always be, <laughs> we're leaving at 0800. We got to go. Grant, but, does anybody else want to weigh in? Oh, no, no, but the phone is ringing okay. right now, so let me grab that. Okay. Um, but Minnesotans have been well represented on The Bachelor. Uh, Prior Lake native Becca Kufrin and Burnsville ter- teacher Michelle Young. Yes. Both found love as the lead on The Bachelorette. Didn't last right. either of their relationships. and uh, But they Becca uh, is married now. She is. She got married, but we got somebody. Yeah, let's talk to Diane. She's got the last comment here because we're running up on the timer okay, here, okay. but she's got something she wants to mention. Hi, Diane. You're on my talk. Hi, ladies. I just wanted to, I was listening about the other lady t- commenting on how Leslie's kind of a whiner. Yes. Um, I've only seen one episode, and I think it was the second one where they did a, the photo shoots where they dressed in different costumes. Right. Oh, yeah. Leslie was kind of whining that day, too, because she didn't get the outfit she wanted. She was being kind of me, 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 me about it. And she said she wasn't an 80s girl. And I'm like, girl, you were in your 20s in your 80s. Don't tell us you weren't an 80s girl. Yeah, exactly. And she was being just all kind of miss. I don't know if I can say the word I was just going to say. Yeah, but I... You're right. She was kind of an... I thought she had one of the better outfits. I did, too, because didn't she end up on the motorcycle? Yes, and she got to be in the fake photo that they did for a magazine cover. But she had a bet. I mean, some of those ladies were in tragic outfits, and they didn't say a word. Yeah, and she actually looked kind of hot, and she was sort of whipping her hair around. Yeah, she's pretty. But she she whined about a motorcycle jacket. Julia, that is the point. (laughs) Good 
Yeah, that's my point. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> good, good point. I mean, it is going to be, and you think it, uh, the funniest line in his introducing tonight is, you know, this is a different type of hometown visit. Gary says, instead of meeting the parents, I'm, I'm meeting, meeting the, the grandchildren. grandchildren. Yeah. I thought yes. that. I thought that was cute. Well, thanks for listening and hanging out with us. Oh, Who do you, you think? I, can I just say one more quick yes. thing? Yes. Brittany mentioned his voice being Kermity. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to watch it again because it's like, she's so right. Oh, you can't I'm get Gary. that out of I'm your head. I'm 72, and I'm your first ever Golden yeah. Bachelor. What I hope. Bye. Oh, that's so funny. I'm telling you, though, remember when I was the dating toddler yes. and I would not go on a date with someone until I heard their voice because I did it, made the mistake once with David Beckham. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but and the voice was so high and so uncomfortable. And I'm like, how can I sit across but, from that? But you you toddled into that epiphany yeah. by going on dates with people who you hadn't talked. Yeah. To. Voice As is a everything. dating toddler. You didn't know that. And then you're like. Oh, here's a little thing I need to do first. And I love it that I toddled and I crawled over there. You crawled with over my little into bottle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a big night tonight. I hate that it's only an hour. The Golden Bachelor. We've we've haven't like that the whole season, and I've already informed Casey, and we've already negotiated what my quote unquote punishment will be. We have to watch the show together <laughs> live at seven o'clock. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Some good couch. Time for Lori and Julia's Last Night Was Wonderful. Good Couch. To quote the Golden Bachelor's Twitter site, this is your captain speaking. The flight status for tonight's journey on the Golden Bachelor's on time. The stops the plane is making. Shrewsbury, New Jersey. Teresa. Benton City, Washington. Faith, because remember the hometown. Yeah, I don't know. We knew Teresa's jersey. Yeah. And then Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's ready. Well, they've already done this. And and the quote, the key quote I think that you got from Gary today is that, yes, but we may have found the one, but it's still probationary, which is a good way of putting it because he still hasn't been able to go out in public. You can't know what your relationship is until you go on the wild together. The wild. I'm That's sorry. True. You do. You need true. to. You need to have other things happen around yeah. you to see how they react and yes, how they treat you have people. to be in the wild. <laughs> you can't just be in a hotel room or a kind. You know, right. you're. It's a very bubble, bubble that they're experience in. right now. So okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Big night. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be good couch for sure because so I'm not good. getting off of my couch tonight at <laughs> 7 o'clock. I'm watching it. Casey, sit down. Let's have a snack. Um, last week I watched it at a friend's house and two people had never watched it before. So, We're talking luckily, about the Golden Bachelor. Golden Bachelor. Luckily, my friend just like, let's just put it on closed caption so we can be reading while everyone is talking, sure. yelling, explaining. This way you can talk Smart. if closed caption is on. So yeah. if you're having a watch party, CC. But tonight's the to big, do. think of all of Leslie's famous friends and everybody getting together tonight oh, yeah. because it's the hometown and visit. In all of these cities, this yeah. is always what happens. So This show's been a hit. Like you just said, Lori, the very first episode of The Golden Bachelor had uh, 11 million. Mel- 11 million views in the first week. They're, gi- they're regretting giving all that time to Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, you know it. I because- think so. 
Bachelor in Paradise isn't even hitting two million. It's terrible. A- ABC could have had two hours of the Golden Bachelor. We could have had four hometown dates. Yeah. Every episode they could yeah. have charged more money. Yep. Some suit is in trouble at ABC. <laughs> and there'll be changes it. next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're probably heavily recruiting right now to find the next either Golden Bachelor or Golden Bachelorette. It'll be it. a Golden Bachelorette, and it would be theoretically from this cast. Yeah. It's probably it Leslie Vima if she doesn't get picked. I don't know. She yeah. might want to be on Dancing with the Stars with her newfound I ABC feel like you fame. get to do it all. You get to do both. Well, <laughs> maybe. Tour. Maybe. Yeah. All right. TBD. So last night, a lot was happening oh, lot on the late happening. night couches. Who uh, were your favorites? Well, Grant posted um, Stephen Colbert. You know, he announced the late night talk show host replacement. This Taylor Tomlinson, a comedian. It's based on Comedy Central's uh, midnight show that ran. So it's like a talk show and a game show. Yes. But I heard um, Leah talking to Clean. Or, I mean, to Stephen Donna, and she just said she's watched her Netflix special. Very funny. So, you know, she, people are feeling good about it. Stephen Colbert is going to executive produce it. Oh, okay. it's, so that was, and, and then he had um, Willie Nelson was just out on stage and just performed. He performed his song, I Never Cared For You. He looked amazing. He has the most amazing Braids. Braids. And, you know, his guitar is called Trigger, and he's played it for over 50 years. It'll go in the Smithsonian one day. His sons are so cute. So that's... Because they play with him in the band. In the band. It's just so good. you got to take a watch. And then Jack Antonoff, who... You go, who is that? Well, he just married Margaret Qualley. Qualley. Who is? Andy McDowell's daughter. And she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was the Quentin Tarantino feet girl. And she was the in happy that, girl. Yes. I think she was the nanny and maid. Maid. She was that a was maid. It. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she and Jack got married this summer. Jack Antonoff, he's the lead singer of Bleachers. Uh, very talented guy. But just this year alone, he's produced three of the biggest albums Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift, Midnight's. Lana Del Rey, whatever, Under Ocean Boulevard, or whatever that's called. A lot and of good then songs on that one. The yeah. 1975's album that came out this year. Oh. All three of oh, those he produced. And he's very good friends with, with Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah. She just wrote something about him the other day. So here he's sharing with Fallon about how Cruel Summer, which he co-wrote with Taylor Swift. So, And that's like the number one song right now. Yes, it is. Yeah. Cruel Summer. Can we do, even talk about this? The, 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 oh, it's so cool. You produced this song. Yeah. You, you co-wrote it with Taylor Swift. And, and now it's... It, that was four years ago? Yeah. And now it's... Right now, today, is the number one song for the second week in a row. It's... it's I'm so... Um, what does that feel like? It feels like... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm loving where the music business has gone. Um, because it's just melted down into nothing but what people like. And what happened with Cruel Summer is a testament to that. It was... Always uh, our favorite song in the album, and then with nothing, with no gas in the fire, with no, no one on the business side doing anything, just kids started playing it more and more and more. It, it's, it happened with that song. It's, hap- it's happened with a bunch of things, and I just think the, I love that the music business is in a fun place for just the work. And it is kind of true what he's saying because Britney Spears has incredible downloads of like. Four of her songs that people are just playing 
over and over and over after they're reading the book or in solidarity. And we were talking about her book at bowling last night. And uh, this one gal, she said, well, I wasn't sure if I wanted to read it because I felt like I'd read all the excerpts, you know, the headlines of it. And I said, but it's reading it in her words in context and it, but in her words and how she tells the story is the makes the greatest amount of sense and another friend of mine sent me a text who read the book and she said i feel terrible about how i judged oh britney spears and bought in to all of everything the that media was being propaganda, told. basically. Well, the family and that was propaganda. driven by the family. Yeah. I mean, that Lou Taylor woman should be in jail. Now she's in bed with Justin Bieber. He better run. Yeah, like you said earlier, to that that Britney Spears uh, fact. As of yesterday, first time in her career, she has five songs that are pulling over a half a million, million streams, streams a day, a day, a day. Wow, she is, and that is because people are according going, to Spotify. She is so good, you know, yeah. and the true diehard Britney fans have known that. But everyone so casually bought into the fact that she was just crazy. 100%. She was just crazy and that no one, I mean, now people like the space she's making and what she's telling young people about like post, severe postpartum depression is a very real thing. And women are quite often discounted whatever it is that we have going on and we are strong and we like to try and pretend that everything's okay. So to me, she has really almost written, uh, you know, the most empowering of stories because, you know, she survived this and came out and you cannot believe what was done to her. When you finish the book this weekend, you will. Do you see that I yeah. don't? Do you see that but I? You have haven't tiny, had a chance to read it, but I'm just saying you will feel almost like you got punched in the stomach when you read the last like 70 pages of her book and what happens to her um, after this Vegas thing that she refuses to do. It's astonishing. Oh. Yeah, so Brittany. So look at the people have spoken for her and are just listening and listening and loving it and loving it. And Brittany's getting, you know, some streaming money that she probably hasn't had in a long time. You're right. Yeah. And now, are we going to talk about a Minnesota man that started like an empire or something? I'm going to say he built a casino mecca, he named it for himself. It's a very notable life.